We're the Cullies, and we decided to sell everything and move on to a boat. Are you recording? Yeah. (laughs) You didn't say that. All right. Well, for now, we're going to drop anchor, make ourselves comfortable, and tell you a story. This is episode 17 of the Drop Anchor podcast. Moving in. Hey everybody, this is Josh. And this is Kendra. And we are podcasting from the flybridge of our new boat. We are on <laughs> our boat. This is amazing, Kendra. We've been we- <laughs> we've been talking about this <laughs> for so long and here we are. Looking outside our boat, looking at the water streaming past. Holy smokes. Well, to recap, we said we were going to move on to a boat in March. We started the podcast in June, thinking we were really close. It is now October. we got the boat (laughs) on October 1st. Yeah. So there's the timeline. (laughs) But you know, I was thinking about this week. I don't think we could have actually done it any faster. I think the timing was just right. So if you're out there and you're thinking, how long does it take to sell all my stuff, (laughs) find the perfect boat, perfect location, and move on to it? What is that? Six months? Seven months? I can't do the math. Yeah, for us, it was seven months. I got online and actually asked this question. uh, You know, how long does it take to to get from living on land to being a full-time liveaboard? And I had some people tell me it took years. Like it took them a couple of years to get everything done. And some of that, yeah. a lot of that's finding the boat. Yeah. Um, and uh, apologies for <laughs> I was <gonna> say. <laughs> for the Harley Davidson driving by in the background. <laughs> I'm we not going to... close to the road. Yeah, I'm not going to edit we... any of that out. But because we're in a marina and uh, we... Or outside. Pod- and we want to podcast <laughs> um, out in the flybridge, there's just going to be some background noise. So uh, anyhow, it's... Uh, a lot of people say it, it took them a while. And I guess yeah. if you're going to be... I mean, if you're planning to live on a boat, you probably should look at a lot of boats. Yeah, I am absolutely in love with our boat. This is a good one. Like, this fits us so perfectly. I can't imagine um, any other boat or layout. So, But I think the process that took us a long time, and not everybody's going to do it this way. I mean, we've talked to people here um, who live on their boat. And, um, like, oh, yeah, we had, like, three storage units. But we've stayed on the boat, and so we've slowly just sold everything out of the storage units. Now we're down to one. I decided to get rid of everything and only have that first tiny little storage unit. And after 17 years of collecting stuff, that was more challenging than I thought it would be. Like getting rid of your stuff. (laughs) I don't know why. And not because I'm attached to it, because I got to find people to buy it. It's because we had a lot of stuff, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So we're going to talk about our week. Yeah, yeah, this um, first week. So how, we've slept on the boat now three nights. Three nights. Woken up to a beautiful morning three times in a row. And uh, yeah, this is this is great. So yeah, let, let's talk about how we got here this week. Because last right. week uh, we didn't we knew, have... Right, the, we knew we were close to closing. Right, right. We were you know finishing signing paperwork and all that and had to wait a couple of days to for the bank to do their thing and... We closed Monday, and so you took Tuesday off of work. Mm-hmm. We said that last week, and uh, we went up and got the boat. We hopped in an Uber just because we didn't want to have to oh, juggle yeah. driving a car up, coming down, getting back up again to get the car. Right. We debated that and decided with traffic coming home, like when we have to go back up and get a car, right. it was going to be, um, we were going to be too excited having the <laughs> boat and not wanting to go back up and worry about getting a car. So we Ubered. <laughs> convenient so we got up to the boat um kind of walked around it for like what, a half an hour trying to figure out everything i mean totally new boat i had never even been on it while it was moving right right yeah you didn't go on the sea trial with me <laughs> right so the nice thing is uh the previous owner nathan he made a bunch of videos, mm-hmm. uh, a little walkthroughs, like the startup procedures and where different things are located on the boat, which made it really easy. There's a ton of switches. Like every boat's going to have, you know, your electrical panel with different breakers and all that. Uh, but pretty much every boat also has a bunch of things that aren't labeled correctly. 
And this boat was no exception. And so Nathan went down and said, yeah, this switch is for this thing. This switch is for that thing. So it took the guesswork out of all of it. And that's for you as the captain. Yeah. I'm the first mate. And so I was trying to figure out all the fenders. And mostly because I knew we had to go through the locks. And so I'm like, how many do I have down? Which side? And we only had lines um, on one side of the boat. So then I was looking for... (laughs) <laughs> like making sure I had lines. I we I I think we probably should have watched a YouTube video or something of locks. I literally had no idea. <laughs> yeah, and I think the a, procedure. We've had people kind of tell us. And I think a lot but, of people who are listening might not have any idea what that's like <laughs> right. either. So this boat was freshwater kept. It was kept in uh, Seattle, <clears throat> in Seattle, in a lake, and the uh, well, it wasn't really in the lake, right? It's in the river. Uh, it was in the lake. No, it's like. The lake, and then they were like part of the river, like right. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> so the only way for the the boat to get from the lake into the Puget Sound, so it's going from freshwater to saltwater, is through a lock system where they literally have a bunch of boats huddled together, and then they uh, kind of seal off the front and back, and they lower the water, right. um, and. <laughs> It was a completely different experience, and there wasn't any sort of instructions. No, I I think that I had somebody tell me like it's okay, like you they'll radio to you or you can let them know, and they'll be like helping you. Um, nobody said anything. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of. I mean, there were some people out there ready to grab lines from you, um, but it wasn't like. Yeah, one of the guys were... that uh, he like is kind of. I don't know, he wasn't yelling at me, but I was kind of intimidated by him, and he's telling me which line. And the guy next to him, like I said to both of them, we've never done the locks. Like, this is the first time, which I'd been told to say that so that they'd be more helpful. And the one guy was not. The other guy was like, it's okay. And I'm like, also, we've never driven this boat. We just bought it. So, like, (laughs) please bear with me while I even know, like, how to... (laughs) Wow. Should we pause for a second? So, I just said, please, like, you know... Be patient with me. And the one guy was really, really nice about it. The other guy seemed a little bit more like, I don't know, we're a bigger boat. Oh, and he's yelling out, like, what's your beam? What's your length? And I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> this is a new boat. <laughs> you like, didn't know the answer. I didn't know there was going to be a test. <laughs> so, um, Josh? <laughs> right, right. And they, they needed that because they need to figure out how many boats they can squeeze into uh, Yeah, they into were the getting a, a sailboat to squeeze in kind of next to us. And um, so I get it why they're asking, but nobody prepped me on that. Right. And I'm the first mate, and that's my yeah. job. <laughs> <laughs> so we got through that. Um, actually, before the locks, though, there was one little possible incident. It's fine. Nothing happened. Okay, Ross, it's fine. It's fine. No, um, it was not. I mean, it was, but I seriously thought I almost had a heart attack when you went that way. So we, in, when we got out of the slip where the boat had lived for the last three years... We have, you know, in order to get to the locks, there's a little bit of a waterway and there's a bridge that we go under. And I looked at my navigation app and it was very clear about which way to go, but there was a boat in the way. So I just thought, well, you know, I can, I can go around it. It's fine. I can go under the bridge under a different spot. And I'm like, just go through like the bridge looks like it's got these like gate things that clearly look like this is the way to go. Well, it didn't say don't go through this other section that I went through, but the the nav app was very clear that the water wasn't really deep, um, six feet deep, in fact. Um, and, and how far down does our boat go? I think our boat's somewhere between three and four feet. So in we don't theory, even know. We should well, probably no. Know. I do know. Um, I just that sounded like guesswork. <laughs> I know it's between there. Um, anyhow, getting the boat through, and I'm watching my depth sounder. Now, just to just to make sure everyone's not totally freaked out, the depth sounder will pick up the top of seaweed, and there was a bunch of growth in the water. So yeah, but some of that seaweed was up on the surface. Like I could see it so well. Yeah, it was like up and like floating along the surface. Right. So my depth sounder starts thought, off by like, saying, "We made it twenty feet, people, and now we have hit bottom. <laughs> we're we're going to wreck our boat." Um, the depth <laughs> sounder went from saying the water was ten feet. Which, not a big deal. Eight feet, six feet. And I think, okay, six feet, that's where it is, no issue. And then it says four feet. Then it said two feet. 
And I kid you not, the depth sounder said minus 1.7 feet, which at that, at that point I'm thinking, okay, this is... Uh, and there were other boaters. Be the case. There were a couple of boaters watching us, and I'm sure that they know the area, and they were thinking, "What is that giant boat? <clears throat> what is that giant boat doing over there?" <laughs> so I ended up killing the engine. Like I wanted to hide. Um, and you know, I, I had kind of, I didn't go through it really fast, but I went through fast enough to be able to uh, not kill the engine, but drop it in neutral so the props weren't spinning. And I just kind of crossed my fingers and hoped that we would coast through this shallow bit. I think in the end, it really was six feet, and it was fine. Uh, my depth sounder completely freaked me out, and I think we caught a bunch of that seaweed uh, well, yeah, it was going floating through. on the top. Uh, but that was... And I was thinking, why did you go that way? I, I was I was pretty nervous about the whole thing, and I, I actually thought, what if, what if I just bought this boat, and then I just wrecked this boat <laughs> <laughs> within the first five minutes of leaving the slip? Um but yeah, we so that's made how it. our morning started. Then we made it through the locks. <laughs> um, it was much quicker than I thought. The water drops pretty pretty fast. It's kind of fun. But it, it was a nerve-wracking experience, and you're right on top of other boats. Um, but we got out of there, made it out of... I don't know what river that's called. So it's the Ballard Locks. I don't know what that body of water going into Lake Union is called. But no, I don't either. It we made matter. it out of there and into, like, big open water and... Just take off for home. And it was the most beautiful day. The sun was shining. The water was fairly calm. Um, yeah, the water was like glass for most a lot of the of it. trip. It yeah. was amazing. I mean, the big open spot right out of like Seattle is always, you know, it's not glass there. Oh, yeah. Between, between you know, yeah. ferries going across and, and cargo and ships. And uh, Yeah, that. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's not glass. You come, you know, further down the sound and we're narrower. Yeah. But it was still, it was like a beautiful day. And so kind of like the day we brought home the sinking boat, um, <laughs> just the two of us, sun is shining. Um, only I was not afraid to use the potty like I was on that boat. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't sinking like that boat. Right. So it was just perfect. Yeah. It. No kids. No kids, but actually a couple times we we actually thought, man, it would have been neat if we had taken the kids out of school and brought them with us because it really yeah. was just a perfect boating day. You said that. I know, but it was, a, it was a nice day and there was no fighting. I just got to enjoy the day. Oh, okay. There's that. So we brought the boat home. The one thing that, now, and I promise you guys, we're not this unprepared, but... Really? We... <laughs> They've been listening. I know, I know, I know. I've already incriminated myself. <laughs> Um, we did measure multiple times to make sure that this boat would fit in the boathouse, but there oh, was yeah. still that feeling in the back of my mind that what if, what if we measured wrong? What well, if it wasn't this, gonna fit? This boat has been modified a little bit, so like, um, there's an arch at the very top, and instead of it being the original, you mean the radar arch? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. So instead of it being the original, like, fiberglass one, it's been taken out, and there's an, an aluminum, aluminum. Mm -hmm. <laughs> one and my fear was like what if that got made taller than like stock but I, I measured from this radar arch sure you did i didn't <laughs> i okay. love you i love you so okay. much but i've seen you measure once <laughs> and, and have to cut 17 times okay uh -huh. so that from a carpenter's daughter <sighs> so um we fit like a glove yeah, getting like it was like this boathouse was made for this boat. Even the girls, when we brought them over here, were like, "This fits like so well." And by that, we don't mean that we had to squeak in. <laughs> um, no, like once you got the nose of the boat into the boathouse, um, like, I was able to step off the boat and, with a couple of lines, just walk the boat in. And I mean, we had the fenders down, so the fenders had to be moved in order to squeeze past the, the entry. But once they were up, I mean, between the height of the boat, there was no concern. Like, we weren't going to almost hit anything. Um, the the no. front of the boat, the actual bow, it it fits perfectly under the loft. It fits yeah, like... all the way to the front of the boathouse without bumping the boathouse <laughs> uh, door or wall. I mean, it is... No, we're, we're perfectly was, snug. Like it was meant to be but like, here. But like good snug. Because you also don't, um, the tolly craft that we had in here um, was narrower. And so like, I don't know, you felt like you're going to fall in next to it if you're walking alongside it. Yeah, there's it like a three or four foot gap Because on there's a side, big gap. Yeah. And this, there's like no gap. And so, and the shape of it just fits better. 
I don't know. It just fits better. And the girls like it. So being able to step on and off the boat between uh, the two doors on the. uh, No, it's exactly what I envisioned for living. The swim step is perfect. Yeah. I mean, it's. So that was Tuesday. What a beautiful day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then we went home and kind of kept prepping our house, knowing that's going to be the next thing. And well, and also loading up our vehicles well, to start filling the boat no, with things. No, not Tuesday. Oh. I don't know we did Tuesday night. I think we just went to sleep. I don't know. <laughs> it's been a long week. But <laughs> I do know that Wednesday morning we woke up and decided, let's move on to the boat. And the, yeah. we'd already taken the kids to school. And we're like, we'll just tell them after school, like, tonight's the night. Like, yeah. now or never. Let's just do it. Yeah. So I ran around the house like a crazy lady. So the nice thing, by the way, um, because we get this question asked all the time. I think everyone who knows that we have three teenage daughters are everyone's concerned that they're not really into this or that we're you know having to fight them. But at no, like, what we're fighting them is they're fighting over who gets to have friends over first. Seriously, that is the the argument of the week. Yeah. No, I want friends over first. No, I want friends over first. They are so on board. Actually, the only the only pushback that we got was from our middle child because when we were first, you know, after that first night, uh, we were walking through the boathouse and starting to move things on, and she saw a couple of spiders. Oh yeah, on the exterior. And she's like, nope, 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 nope. She doesn't do bugs. No, um, she doesn't do outside. We had to remind her that there are also spiders in our house and spiders. Everywhere. And it's probably our fault. Sometimes we kill those spiders in the house before she sees them because I just don't want to deal with the freak out. <laughs> Maybe I should have. Maybe I've sheltered her from spider land. Yeah, not any more than our other daughters. I mean, because then we're leaving the house. And she's like, what's that bug? I'm like, that's an earwig. Like, <laughs> right. it's just bugs. <laughs> so um, we had to, we reminded her that bugs are everywhere. And then after <laughs> we after she, she calmed down from that, she was like, OK, OK, I want to sleep on the boat. So. As a kid, I was so scared of earwigs because well, one of... called earwigs. That's a really a terrible name No, for and I was kind of questioning it, and one of our neighbors, who he's was kind of like, I don't know, maybe like my brother's kind of personality, um, and <laughs> he told me that when I'm sleeping, like, it's called an earwig because they go into your ears. And so, when I was little, so that doesn't help. It took me, like... A long time to so, get over that. When I was little, uh, <laughs> Ooh, I, I we've collect- not heard you when you're little. <laughs> Tell me. So I did collect <laughs> bugs a lot as a kid. Uh, I was a kid that would that would make little mini terrariums out of jars. And uh, the first few times, uh, I didn't know that you, know, you needed air uh, <laughs> for your bugs? Air, air holes in the top of the jar. Um, oh, see, so like a dead bug collection. I, 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 yeah, there was a few times, but I figured it out. <laughs> And, um, you know, I would, I would, I had learned what are the nice bugs and what are the, uh, the not so nice, you know, like roly polies are nice. Um, black ants are nice. Redheaded ants are not nice. Um, spiders of course are not nice. So I'm kind of with Morgan. I don't like bugs. I I deal with them. (laughs) Okay. Um, I, I vividly remember this. Uh, my mom caught an earwig in the house Uh and she was like about to kill it. And I freaked out. Like I was like so <laughs> upset, and I think I think I was like seven. Like I had no Why? business because crying. You over wanted bugs. to kill it in your jar with no holes. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man. No, so I, you, I have a soft you made, spot for bugs. I do know. I've heard your mom say you made her always like catch the bug and release it outside. You didn't like when she killed them. Your mom has told me that. You know, once when I was in middle school, um, you're so I, sensitive. I, I found a I found a stream uh, where there were a bunch of crawdads. And my mom, uh, who I guess grew up eating crawdads. Yeah, saw dinner. Well, she didn't see it. I told her about it and she got so excited. She (laughs) wanted to have me take her there. And she told me why. And I was like, nope, I am never showing you where this is because I don't want you killing them. (laughs) Oh, your relationship is fun. (sighs) I love your mom because she's eaten like so many more things than I have. And our kids, like they know this of your mom. Is when we go to an aquarium. <laughs> My mom's Korean. There's a lot of seafood in her diet. Like, we'll be looking at one of those like beautiful things of fish that are swimming around and it's all lit up and they're like swimming in this beautiful circle and the girls are looking and your mom's looking at it and she's like, oh, we eat those. We eat those, yeah. 
Those are good. And when the girls were little, like Morgan's eyes would get huge and just like terrified because <laughs> your mom. And that's their story of your mom. And uh-huh. we goes every time we go somewhere, like, like we see something in the water, <laughs> like oh, what is that thing? And, and like right away, one of one of us one of goes. Us, we'll say we eat those. We eat those. <laughs> <laughs> well, so sidetracked. But right. I'm, let's get back to the boat. <laughs> well, I was gonna say another funny story about bugs. Okay, go ahead. That summer that you finally liked me. Um, so I was like 18. You were catching um, praying mantises, praying mantises with like crazy spiders and having them fight. Yes. And you'd have all these teenage kids, like youth group kids, around you, and you'd have like a five gallon bucket, and you'd have them in there fighting to see who would win the praying mantis or this the black cr- widow. Right. Praying mantis wins every time. By the way, every single time. And it- I and I still liked you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, enough of our little weird side stories about bugs. Right, so we loaded the boat. Yes, Wednesday. I brought the cat. Not on Wednesday. He was sick this week, you guys. So I'm telling most of the story because he might have been delusional for part of it. I was. I actually made him stay on the boat all day Thursday and just sleep. Yep. So Wednesday we moved on to the boat. So here's how we decided we were going to do some sleeping arrangements: is we were going to give up. You and I, the master, the big, huge room with the attached bathroom, and take the little bedroom, which is, like, not quite even a full-size bed, maybe. Right. Um, So that the kids would just have the whole front of the boat. That lasted one night, people. I did not sleep. Even though Josh was like, it's fine. We already sleep on a queen. We sleep pretty close as it is. Um, He almost pushed me off, like, three times. <laughs> I don't remember this at all, of course. I was I was sick. <laughs> yeah, aside from being sick, like, I spent most of the night fearing I was going to get pushed off. Do I move a lot in my sleep? So much. You and Charlie, you're movers. Mm. Like, I can tell you from, like, even when she was in my belly, you guys don't know how to sit still. It's kind of funny. Even if, like, your feet have to be moving or <laughs> it's like, true. something has to be wiggling on you guys. Like, you're, not, you're never comfortable. Um, anyway... So the next day I spent the day switching rooms with the girls and telling them, I'm sorry, we're the parents. We bought this boat. I need a big bed. And it worked out. Wait, the next two nights, I feel like they've gone perfectly great. I mean, no problems. But that was so Thursday morning we woke up and Josh was super sick. And so I figured out how to get us ready and out the door. You that took was... them to school. It was the first time taking them to school from yep. the boat. Yep. And then I went shopping. Um, there's boats have so many cupboards, but not enough for the amount of clothes five people have. And so what I decided is there's a lot of like ledges, ledge type things in all the rooms. And I thought, okay, I'll just go buy like these baskets and um, line those up and like socks and underwear and all that that could just you know, throw them into the baskets. And so I went to Fred Meyer and I loaded a cart full of baskets. So funny. I got stopped at least four times. So I got stopped once before even making it to the checkout. Why do you have all those baskets? Which is really funny. I don't know who would stop somebody. Seriously. <laughs> and ask that question. It's like Target I mean, I had a everywhere. lot, but like, <laughs> it was funny. And then in line... And the lady in front of me is kind of like, do you, you know, why do you have all those baskets? Oh, not a person who worked there, just a customer. No, these are all customers asking me like, oh, you know, and it's, it was kind of early in the morning and they're all like, I think older people shop in the morning. Uh, Ah, okay. No younger person asked me. These are all older ladies. Okay. Um, but the first lady asked me and so I'm like, well, we just moved on to a boat. Holy smokes. Did I open a can of worms? So she starts telling me, um, you need to get, you know, Tupperware for your bread and your crackers and anything that can absorb uh, anything that can absorb moisture. Like you got to get that. So she's giving me advice. Well, then the lady behind me overhears this (laughs) and she says she knows somebody that lived on a boat and they had little kids. Can you believe it? And I said, well, we actually have three teenagers. And her eyes got big, and she's like, I've never heard of that before. Um, and so I'm trying to, like, put my stuff on the belt to check out. I mean, they're just, both of them on either side of me 
one, you know, giving me advice, asking me questions. How does that work? Um, I mentioned the podcast. I don't know if they knew what that was. Mm. So I didn't like. Didn't go into it. Elaborate. But then like the lady who was um, my checkout lady, then she starts asking me questions. Then she starts telling me about her childhood living on a camper Mm. with her siblings. I mean, I've never been so talked to checking out (laughs) in my life. It was so funny. There's so much conversation around it, which was kind of fun. Yeah. But it's it's not who I am, so it's stepping outside of my comfort zone, I guess. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm more the public talker. Right. Like, you usually talk to people where, while we're in line. Right. Like they talk to you. I, like, am the quiet type who just puts my stuff on the belt. So, but it was kind of fun. Um, then Thursday, we decided would be the day to move the cat. That was the day. Okay. Is that right? Yeah. So, uh, she hasn't pooped. I'm nervous. <laughs> I know we said we have to go a week without talking about poop, but, like, I keep telling Hayden, like, get her back into the litter box. She's such a nervous wreck. So, Ugh. we are not letting her sleep on the boat. Um, or I, I, the litter box is not, like, technically in yeah, the it's, boat. Yeah, it's out in the cockpit. She's um, the messiest litter box keeper. Right. Um, and we thought we had her sealed in pretty good. Because there's canvas and uh, things to kind of keep everything uh, keep everything enclosed, but she's figured out a way to get off, um, and then she goes and hides somewhere in the boathouse. So I think I'm just going to move <laughs> her litter box into the boathouse so that she's a little more yeah. comfortable with that. Yeah, there's like a hole in the floor of the boathouse where maybe they had something that they had there for some reason they needed this hole. Um, <laughs> and then, she found it. And she found that hole, and then that's where she goes in the middle of the night, and then in the morning we're like, where'd the cat go? And Hayden has to call her. Now, when Hayden talks to her, she comes right out. Like, she just wants her mom. Right. We try to talk to her. She just... Yeah, she stays hidden. Stays hidden. hidden. So, we've... Like, yesterday... we, or, Yeah, yesterday after school, we had to wait for Hayden to get home to get her out. We couldn't. Yep. So, she hears her mom and she comes out. Um, But, yeah, she is very nervous. Very skittish doesn't want to be on the boat so she keeps going to the boat house (laughs) well i think she's fine on the boat if hayden's on the boat yeah oh yeah yeah and she likes to go into hayden's room with her and right right but waits until hayden's here so the next animal to bring aboard is the dog which we haven't done yet yeah we talked about doing trying to do that today yeah um because bringing him (laughs) means walks to land Right. A couple he, times a day. He won't be litter box trained. Right. <laughs> that would be really weird. And the funny part is the cat might actually do better when he gets here because she absolutely she loves, loves him. him. She loves him so much and he does not love her. Not in like an aggressive way, in a scared way. Like she goes near him and his eyes get big and he looks at you like, help me. The cat's near me. <laughs> because she loves him so much. Right. And yeah, she tries to sleep out. with him. It's so funny. So they'll have, they've never been in such close quarters. Like he's used to being able to like get away. Right. <laughs> this will be fun. <laughs> he's a, he's a big black lab. If anyone's curious. Slash German shepherd. Yeah. He's got some shepherd in him. His shepherd comes out more than his black lab sometimes. So that's why I say that to people because then it's kind of like he's territorial. Yeah. Anyway. um, Then Friday. So the first couple of nights. We were so busy, we just ate out. I was like, I can't cook. We're running around still to kids' stuff, so we ate out. So last night, I decided I want to make dinner on the boat. I love my galley, which is my kitchen. Um, it's bigger than the RV was, and I was really anxious to start cooking. I might have been looking at my view too much and not <laughs> focusing on my food prep. <laughs> one i'm still getting used to the instapot <laughs> instant i want to call it insta i think a lot of people say it that way but it is instant instant pot, pot. Yep. but josh opened the curtains and the sun was setting and the lights just coming in and i can see the water and i thought let's just get this sucker done i mean it's an instant pot you're supposed to stick this meat in there set a timer and voila we have a roast and it's but no that's, it didn't quite work out that way. I uh, I made rubber <laughs> in like, you know, the 10, 15 minutes that it's in there. Oops. Yeah, you didn't. Uh, I didn't do it right. You, you didn't read any instructions. 
Um, you just <laughs> threw the meat I in there and thought in, you could just walk like, away I, from it. I think I threw it in like I would my crock pot for eight hours. It's not a crock pot. I think you have to like do the meat for so long, then do the vegetables, and then another whatever. I didn't. Anyway, we went and got pizza. Yeah, so since this is not <laughs> the first time that your Instant Pot experiment has gone awry... Uh, Help me, I am... <laughs> people. Throw me recipes or tell me exactly how long. There is not very... I mean, you keep saying read up on it. I can't find anywhere where it's like really good instructions for how long something's supposed to be in there. Well, you're going to need to sharpen your Google skills. And... And I and I'm going to veto any instant pot cooking until we get that figured out. And I don't want to hurt anyone's <laughs> feelings, but right now I hate the thing. <laughs> like, I don't even feel like the meat that's come out of it that's fast is very good compared mm. to my crock pot meat that sits in like, it's like juices for eight hours. And I feel like the meat is really full of flavor. Um, what I've done so far, I feel like you have to like coat the outside of some kind of flavor because the meat itself doesn't have it's good... not in there long enough to absorb any of the yeah. flavors that you're used to. Yeah. I think that the... You're too good of a cook. That's the problem. <laughs> your uh, your like expectations flavors, are too high. <laughs> and I feel like the Instant Pot is not giving me what I want, and I'm frustrated. Well, we'll figure it out. I know. So, I came up... That was our week. But I also came up with a list maybe that we can go over that people are like, yeah, 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 get on with your week and tell us about some stuff about living on a boat. Mm. So we figured out our rooms. Yep. Um, and sleeping is good. We figured out the heaters. So mm -hmm. for anyone that's curious, because we're in October, yes, we are toasty warm. So on a boat like this, and not all boats have this, so when people wonder about how you keep warm on a on a boat in the winter, one, the fact that we're in a boathouse means that we are not as exposed to the elements as some other liveaboard boat. So just as a, as a plus, we're automatically 20 degrees warmer than everyone else just by virtue of being in the boathouse. We also have four electric heaters um, that are just like, you know, like in, in a regular bedroom that has a little bit, uh, wall heater. Yeah. Uh, we have those, but we also have a diesel burning heater, which heats the boat up so fast. Um, it is, it's actually amazing. Yeah. If anything, I've woke up too warm in the middle of the night, not cold. Right. Right. So from a, how do we keep warm? That's not even anything to worry about at all. I think what? that come summertime, this boat doesn't have an air conditioner. <laughs> That'll be our, our bigger concern. No, we just take the boat out and let the wind blow through it and right, we're right. good. <laughs> I'm not thinking about that yet. Um, the other thing we haven't turned on yet, and I think we might today just to see where we're at, is the dehumidifier. Oh, yeah. But what we have noticed, and we've lived in a camper, and we have owned a boat on the water, not in a boathouse, is that we've not seen any condensation on windows, and that's normally our, like, oop, we better get the dehumidifier out. When we lived in the RV, we had so much condensation on the windows. I mean, you... Oh, you could, I would have to wring out towels, and the dehumidifier was running. Right, right. So I, it's possible that this boat has more vents to the outside, and so there is some... I don't know. Like, it addresses that on our, its own. Our, our, our other boat, the Tullycraft... It, um, we put the dehumidifier in it the first winter we had it, um, because it was doing the same thing. Because, yeah, it had a lot of condensation. Um, I went in and I'm like, oh, this can't be good. Like, there's, you know, condensation on the windows. So we've been in here for three days. Now, the temps haven't dropped as cold yet. I mean, we'll get colder. But as of right now, I feel like when I step out into the boathouse, I feel a little bit more moisture, but I don't feel it in the boat. Yeah. So, but we'll turn it on and see how much we actually pull right. from the air. Because I'm sure we probably need it. We don't want things getting yucky and moldy. And we now officially have showered on the boat. So that will add to our moisture. Like the wet towels hanging behind your head. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll have to address that. Figuring out light switches. This is a fun game no matter where we live with Josh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so odd fact about Josh is, uh, and and maybe there's other people that can relate. I've heard of other people talking about this, but it always makes me sound like a freak whenever I mention it. You're not a I freak. I don't 
for some weird reason, my brain doesn't remember what light switches do. Like, like obviously, I know they turn on lights, but as far as like what switch, what what lights does this switch control? What light does this switch control? Yeah, when Josh walks into a room and he turns on lights, you see all the lights go on, off, on, off, on, off, <laughs> on, off, right until one. he finds the one he's looking for. I'm, I'm also the guy that n- doesn't remember which drawer the silverware is in, no matter what house we've ever lived in. Like, I'm opening three different drawers before, and maybe there's something wrong with me. Maybe my brain is too busy doing other things. I don't know. It's, but, it's like it's information that you don't care about. I, I think that's, that has a lot to do yeah. with it, which is weird, because I always want to know where the light switch is. Um, but... Uh, I have a vague idea of where a lot of the controls are. I think the kids have already figured out where most of them are. Yeah, what's fun about um, the boat, and I am a huge fan of lighting. I love multiple lights, lamp lights, low lights, track, not track lights. What do you call those? Like the LED strips. Like I already like having like lots of options because I like to like set the mood, I guess. Like it's nighttime, like put on that one light that, you know. You know, and mm-hmm. so what I love is that even the all the rooms and the boat, like throughout it, there's like options to have different kinds of lights on at different times, right? And fun track light, and um, I like it. Yeah, no, it's I like the lights on the boat. The boat is really well lit. <laughs> it's it's really nice. Um, and then the, the boathouse has lights, so if we really needed to see, like we could light <laughs> this whole thing up. Right, so. right. No, we have so that's lights. that works well. The the um. The, the one extra layer is every room has like a fan switch also. So in addition to lights going on and off, I'm also periodically turning a fan on and off trying to figure out which light switch I want. Yes. <laughs> um, the other thing that we've done is we took the dinghy for a test drive. Yeah. So on our Tollycraft, we've got, uh, you know, we've got a little inflatable dinghy on the back. And I've had just a little electric trolling motor, like a little 30 pound Minn Kota motor. And boy, we, is that thing not fast. We could row faster. We, <laughs> I think we have. But, you know, it's... It's it's, it's for emergencies. It's what we've had. Yeah, exactly. When you need to get to the coast, it, you know, like you... To anch- shore. Yeah. When you need to get to shore and we're, you know, anchored out or something, it does the job. It's just right. slow. So this boat came with a larger, um, a much larger motor. It has a 25 horsepower uh, big old outboard motor, and I took it out just to test it while Kendra was gone one day, and this thing takes off. Yeah, so then you took me and the girls yesterday, and um, we do live in a marina with no wake, and you just were like, I feel like some people will know this reference because I'm old and some won't, but I felt like you were on the the Tim Allen, the ho ho ho, like more power, like <laughs> okay, I wasn't. But that's how it felt because you're like, watch this. <laughs> like, well, take off. And I look back and like, you're making a huge wake. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, the, yeah, the, the one the one downside to, down. to, try to, to trying to go full throttle on this in the marina is Tim that, the tool man it'll, Taylor. Is that it'll make uh, all the boats and the boathouses start rocking. So I, I was I was told not to do that by my wife. So. So we've tested it. The dinghy works. It works just fine. <laughs> so that's just a fun tidbit. Um, so we are still loving the boat. Um, I've no. made a couple of upgrades oh, to the boathouse. Um, that's one of the things. You know, as long as we're here, we want to make it our own. And just, just some small safety things, little handholds here and there. We get onto this boat differently than the previous owner of the boathouse got onto their boat. Mm-hmm. Um, our boat is a little higher up. So, well, just like the side doors, if that's the way you wanted to get in, is yeah, higher up. Yeah. So, I if, want everybody to enter from the back, from the cockpit, because I'm turning that into the mudroom. No, and, that, and that's perfect. Um, but if we did need to get into the flybridge um, on either of the side doors, having some handholds in the boathouse uh, makes that a little safer. So, I installed some of those. And um, also, our pulley system that we have for the curtain when we close it at night. Uh, it was a little wobbly, and so I I beefed that up a little bit. There's a lot of things that we're going to do in this boathouse to make it more comfortable. Like, one of the things that I've thought about, I think I mentioned this to you, is uh, you have a lot of pots and pans, and <laughs> they don't need to live on the boat. Well, that's why I bought the Instant Pot. To, like, you know, yeah. have less pans. I, but 
sure, sure, sure. But in the meanwhile, we can hang pots and pans actually in the boathouse. Sure. But it's not very practical. I'm just, I love you. I love your ideas. But I'm like, oh, I need to fry some (laughs) eggs. Wait until I step off the boat, walk up wherever you... But I'm talking about the pots that maybe you use once every two weeks. But those pots, like, I don't know. I'm trying to like, what do I use? And then that's it. Because one of the things, we passed two people while we were, we had like, I don't know, four carts filled with our stuff. And we're walking down the dock to move in on like Wednesday. And we happened to bump into two couples that live on their boats. Um, Both for like 12 to 15 years, like a long time. And I feel like they laughed a little bit at all the stuff we were bringing. And they both actually mentioned... Be careful. You don't put too much stuff on your boat. One couple said it lowered us six inches into the water. The other couple said they brought so much stuff that they got so low that water was going into one of their, um, what do you call those? The holes on the outside and started to sink their boat. So I don't. I don't want to sink the boathouse or the boat. So I'm literally <laughs> going through my list of things. Unfortunately, Morgan heard, and so now she's like, oh, did you not get that? Oh, no. Now, she's afraid the boat's going to sink, so she's taking everything she can off the boat. Oh, she keeps telling me, you have brought enough <laughs> stuff, Mom. Don't bring any more stuff onto the boat. And I'm not quite done. I'm I... So, like, instead of bringing my heavy glass dishes that we have, I went and got plastic that's really light. So now I'm kind of rethinking things. Yeah, yeah. Um, And everything I pick up, like... Um, I had to go buy a vacuum because I own a Kirby. Have you ever lifted a Kirby, anyone out there? Yeah, they're pretty heavy. They weigh more than me. They don't, but they're heavy. (laughs) They don't weigh more than you. (laughs) Okay, but they're really heavy. I mean, I've carted it up the stairs. So I happened to be at Costco yesterday to get a new dog bed, and I found um, a Dyson. that, and, And, of course, I go and lift it. So now I will look like a crazy person. I'm going to lift everything I buy. (laughs) <laughs> right to see is this too heavy or not heavy it is yeah um so this dyson is like it's cordless it's light um did i tell you it was cordless no no that's cool it's got like a charging station and so um no cord and it can be like compacted to like be really small and get into like little places cool i'm the clean freak i'm like always thinking about how to clean things and we did bring the cat on the board so on the board on the boat that was like a mix of two words. <laughs> <laughs> we brought the cat on board. There we go. Anything else that you're trying to figure out still? I mean, I'm sure we'll have lots and we'll oh, learn I'm a lot. Oh, I'm sure we're like going to have a lot. Um, I showered. Had no problem. Didn't run out of hot water. and. Yeah, that was a neat thing. There's a 20-gallon water heater, which 20 gallons is not a ton um anywhere and so between you you and morgan and hayden all showered on the same day yes like within a couple hours of each other no uh morgan and i were like half an hour that's what i'm saying yeah yeah i told her like wait a little bit you know but at at 20 gallons it's not gonna take long to heat back up right so um and we don't i don't think we've gone through a lot of water in our tanks either and so we've showered and done dishes and all that but the toilets don't use the water they pull from the sea water right yep yeah yeah they're not using any fresh water yep we're gonna have to figure out how to i mean it's not a figure out thing we're gonna have to call the uh the waste boat that will come and clean out our tanks periodically that'll be an odd new experience Mm -hmm. it's like having the septic guy come out every week you don't have a gauge that tells us how close we are to being full correct I don't think I do. I have a high, <laughs> that could be a problem. I have a, a light that says when it's full and I'm hoping that that light comes on when it's three quarters full. Um, Maybe you should call the poop boat. Well, I'll, boat. I'll reach out to the previous owner and ask, you know, just and how that worked. still probably call the poop boat Yep. and have them on schedule. Yep. It's probably like a once a week thing. Um, <clears throat> so that's it. I know we're kind of scatterbrained. I feel like a little bit on this. Podcast, yeah, this but... this episode is a lot of us just like going over everything that we're learning so far. Like, so it's a, kind of a lot. Yeah. Bear with us. Like <laughs> we wanted to tell everybody like questions and because when I tell people we're living on a boat, they're like, I have so many questions. And I feel like, well, we could sit here and I could answer them for an hour or 
here's our podcast. Right, right. And so I want to make sure we're answering all the questions. I guess if there's more questions, you set up that thing that people could ask. Yeah. So, and actually that's kind of, it's a good segue. One is if you do go to the website, if you go to dropanchorpodcast.com and click on forum, there's a spot there where uh, some people have put some questions that I've been able to answer both on the forum and then also on the episode. And uh, I was kind of unrelated. I was on reddit.com and there's a liveaboard section in there mm. and someone did ask a question. And so I know oh. you, you didn't you didn't think that this was going to happen. <laughs> I didn't know this. Um, but I'm not on Reddit. Let me pull this up real quick. So someone asked, um, they said, I have a relative who's considering a boathouse or a houseboat um, as what he, what he believes to be a cheaper housing option. You just buy a cheap boat because you wouldn't need it to sail anywhere. And then with the savings, you could just pay for the slip rental. Um, marina would have Wi-Fi, showers, power, um, and all that. And so it seems like a, a less expensive way to go. And so the question was, is that is that legitimate? Is that a normal thing? Is it cheaper? And right away as a boater, um, my, my skin kind of crawls a little bit just because... Yeah. What we don't, and, and actually, I'll just read my response because I, I thought about this for a little bit. I wrote, most boats, most boat owners would frown at this whole proposal as it just means more derelict boats on the waterway. Uh, Washington, and I think several states do this, Washington on the whole frowns on it as well, which is why they only allow 10% of any official marina to function as a liveaboard. Mm-hmm. And then there's rules about um, the condition of the boat. It, you know, it has to function as a boat. It has to have insurance. Um, the general appearance needs to be good. And so... The, the general feeling is that if you're going to do it, you should be a boater before you live on a boat. Like I, And you have to remember, <clears throat> these things can sink. Like, if you're just thinking you can live on it and get away with it, I mean, you got to be taking care of it. You got to be taking care of the bottom. For instance, Yeah, just one yesterday. mile. <laughs> yesterday in the news, one mile up from us, there was um, a 92 foot steel boat well we don't know that it was that steel boat i guess that it was that steel boat yeah okay well anyhow there's a 92 foot boat that's at a marina that's north of us um that sank yesterday morning and 1200 gallons of diesel is what the owner is guessing was on boat on board and so um so i googled it and um in olympia unfortunately at that same marina um in so we had a boat sink yesterday and in 2000 um you said 13 13 yeah i think i said um a 80 foot boat that was wood sank at that same marina marina. and 2011 a 52 foot boat sank at that same marina marina. and we're not going to mention that marina's name and last winter (laughs) Um, with a lot of snow and people needed to be checking their boats. Like we had to shovel snow off of our boat last year um, because snow is heavy, and especially then when it gets wet here and it freezes. Yeah, and then it rained on top of the snow. Right. So it, which it, held it, like a it sponge, snowed you know? 22 inches in two days and then it rained and then it froze. So we shoveled our boat once to get some of it off. Um, but anyway, some boats sank last winter over there as well. Um so if you're thinking about living on a boat yeah, that you, you could get cheap and you're not thinking about the maintenance of the boat, I yeah, don't wouldn't do it. recommend it. I think maybe if you're looking at a camper. Right. Right. That um, might make more sense. That may, might make more sense. So what I wrote was, if you're <laughs> going to do it, be a boater first and not just someone who's living in a boat. If you learn to sail around, get to know your boat neighbors and be a part of the community. The nice thing about boaters is they, t- they tend to help one another. They know that one day they may need help, and if, if they do, it could be a matter of sinking or not sinking. Uh, but inexperienced people just trying to live on a boat without knowing how to do it or how to be helpful, really, they just become hazards for other boaters. Yeah. So when folks ask me, hey, can, can I just live on a boat? That sounds cool. I could just buy a cheap old whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that having become a boater, um, my my gut instinct is, yeah, don't do not do it. Like, learn to learn to boat first. Yeah. Learn to appreciate the uh the work that's involved yeah i mean my favorite part is that we can take off and go places yeah so that's you know being being a boater (laughs) yeah i actually have been called a gypsy twice this week when i told them like the lifestyle i want to (laughs) live i got called a gypsy by two different people like but it was a compliment oh yeah yeah and i take it as a compliment (laughs) um you say gypsy i say pirate Well, I guess this is that lifestyle. Like, we want to move around, and we've moved so many houses, and it's so much work. This way, we're just moving our house from place to place. Right. 
So a little less work. Well, this is the beginning of this adventure. I mean, I guess we've been, we've had a very long, like 17 episodes of a beginning, but now that we're actually on the boat. Um, Can I say one more thing real fast? Yeah. Because I know my family listens. Okay. We're not going to sink. Well, okay. We know this boat. <laughs> it's been hauled out. We know which holes we're, we're looking at. And we have water alarm things. What are those called? High water alarms. Yeah. That will go off and like warn us. Is your family worried that we're going to sink? Um, I don't know. But we just mentioned like a whole bunch of boats oh, that have oh. sank. And we do have our parents that listen who care about us and don't want us to sink. <laughs> that's or true. our kids. That's true. I guess that's a message to, to my so... <laughs> mom too. We're fine, mom. This boat we're is okay. safe. okay. There's alarms. <laughs> and we know like the boat. And then that's kind of my segue to a shout out to Nathan and Mary who have done a really good job with this boat. They lived on it for three years. I feel comfortable. Um, it was nice and clean when we got it and it was move-in ready. I moved right in. And so thanks, you guys. Yeah, it's there a great wasn't, boat. Um, one of the, I guess anytime you buy like a house or a car or I suppose a boat, one of the things that's the biggest headache usually is the previous owners and their janky solutions to things. And Nathan did a really good job and with the work he help. did. And his videos He's explained everything. He knows this boat inside and out. He's been great. When we've been texting questions, um, the like first couple days that we've been on it, yeah. and apparently we have another one, Nathan, about like how full the poop tank is. <laughs> oh right, right. <laughs> how do we know? Um, but that's I, I really we bought a boat that was well taken care of, and um, we are just going to thoroughly enjoy this thing as we yeah. as we go forward. And I'm really glad that it took time and that we have the boat that we do, the layout. I'm really happy with it. It's perfect. I love it. All right. I think that's it for today's show. This is, uh, just to reiterate, this is our first time podcasting from this boat. We're on the flybridge. We're looking over the Puget Sound. Um, we'll take some videos. You yeah. have a YouTube channel thing, right? Yes. So from <laughs> from the website, um, we've got access to all of our social media accounts on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And we also have a YouTube account that's linked from there. Uh, we don't have any terribly interesting videos up quite yet, but we will hear yeah, soon. Yeah, I think that um, we can do some tours of the boat. Yeah. So. Very good. Well, I think if that's it. Yep. Then, uh, yeah, we'll sign off. I love you. Love you too. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to our show. Uh, make sure to stop by dropanchorpodcast.com to see what we're doing, both uh, in pictures and uh, on Facebook and on Twitter. We've got all the links there. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week.